Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It's Electric Circus known as Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance and the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. We're calling this Sunday in the NFL Show Me Something Sunday. And it gets started tonight on a Thursday with a massive game in the AFC North. you got the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Baltimore in first, the Bengals in last, but not that much separating these teams. Which is a bigger Week 11 game? Is it Bengals at Ravens tonight or Eagles at Chiefs on Monday night? Let us know the where and why of that. Which is a bigger game? Tonight's Bengals and Ravens game or Eagles and Chiefs on Monday? Let us know the Dr. Pepper call online at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Mr. Brown, I'll start with you. Which is a bigger game? Tonight's game? or the Monday night game in Kansas City between the Eagles and the Chiefs? I have been a part of the Steeler-Ravens rivalry, okay. one of the most physical football games you could ever imagine. The, right. the, the hatred, the physicality, the willingness to lay it all on the line. Now, this Bengals-Ravens game is not quite at that level, but it's going to be a tremendous football game. So football fans should just make some, uh, you know, make whatever dinner you're going to make early so you can have <laughs> your butt on the couch in time to take all this in. Uh-huh. Having said all that about this Ravens-Bengals game, the Chiefs and the Eagles has got to be the game of the weekend. Right. No matter what power ranking you're looking at, these are the number one and number two teams in the league. Some people have the Chiefs first. Some people have the Eagles first. But these are the number one and two teams in the league. It's going to be a possible Super Bowl preview and a little bit of a Super Bowl review because these teams played in it not too long ago. So this game has got to be the number one game of the week. Before I give my answer, what was that like? Because it's one thing to watch those games on TV. And not too many times you can have a divisional rivalry get the attention of the nation because we're talking about you guys are having this rivalry in the land of when Peyton Manning was on one side and Tom Brady was on the other side but Ravens and Steelers were never that far behind me at times those games were more compelling or as compelling as when Peyton Manning played for the Colts and Tom Brady played for the New England Patriots what was it like when you got Ed Reed and Troy Palomalo and Ray Lewis and Joe Flacco and Jerome Bettis and all those guys and you were in the mix of a lot of that for a lot of years involving those two teams in that division. Well, in some ways, it, 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 there's a, a bit of a comparison to this Eagles-Chiefs game in that okay. it's just one game, but it ain't just one game. Okay. From a coaching standpoint, you guys, you don't want to invest too much in this because if we lose, we don't want to go into a tailspin. And if we win, we don't want to be too high. It is one game of a stretch of 17. Right. So you've got to approach it that way, but at the same time, there are certain games as an NFL player that you know what you are walking into. I'm not walking into a stadium. I'm walking into an arena, and mm. it's about to be a battle. And there's a certain Roman gladiator-esque feeling about this whole thing. Okay. And how much am I willing 
to risk parts of my body, what am I willing to lay on the line here? Is it going to be a few brain cells? Oh, yeah, I'm going to lose a couple tonight. Wow. Is it going to be a contusion somewhere in my body that won't heal for the next month? That's probably going to happen. You know, <laughs> okay. is, 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 is there going to be some damage that I'm going to be training in April right. and in May in this offseason? I'm going to go, yep. That was that damn Ravens game. Exactly. <laughs> but you know that going in, yet you embrace that kind of moment because you know this is the atmosphere. This is the expectation for both sides on both sides of the ball. Because to me, it is a show me something weekend in the NFL. If on the Baltimore Ravens, you got to show me that you can't blow leads in the fourth quarter. You got a big lead. If you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you got to show me that last week was an aberration. That was a fluke involving losing to the Houston Texans. The game on Monday night. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you got to show me that you're about to be that team I saw last year. That you're ready to say, okay, we, we're the big dogs in the NFC. It ain't the 49ers. It ain't the Lions. It ain't the Cowboys. We're going to go into that den of thieves knowing this Kansas City, a team that we had last year in the Super Bowl and let them get away. And we're going to show the people that we're ready to rectify that wrong. And if you're Kansas City, you got to show me that you are going to be that offense that I expected to see a lot earlier. I know you don't have that dynamite guy on the outside, those consistent guys at wide receiver, but you still got Patrick Mahomes. You still got Travis Kelsey. You still got Andy Reid calling plays. Andy Reid is dynamite at the bye weeks. He has a 98% winning percentage in games won after bye weeks. That's why I'm calling to show me something weekend this week in the NFL starting tonight because each and every team involved in the big game you got to show me something to convince me one way or the other if I, you're as good as I think you're going to be or I'm saying, yep, I have my suspicions about you. You just confirmed them on Sunday. Yeah, this is the opportunity for all, all four of these teams to, to chance to write the story and show people who, who they really are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a, a tough one for the Eagles. Obviously, the Chiefs are very good. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is very good. But to go to Arrowhead and, and play there, um, that is one of the most difficult places to play. Right not just in football, maybe in any arena across the globe. It is just that difficult. And when it's an atmosphere like it's going to be on Monday night, the – while these fans are always incredible in Kansas City, they're going to be even more incredible. It's going to be that much more difficult to hear and to communicate. And for the listeners of of this show, just imagine you and your 11, 10 friends are on the field at one time, and the energy – of 70,000 people is focused onto you. Mm. It affects you mentally. It affects you physically. It affects the momentum. It affects your confidence. It affects your sense of belief. That's how powerful that energy is within that stadium for an opposing team and what they have to overcome. Wow, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I don't even play in the National Football League. He did for 15 years in the NFL. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. And somebody agrees with Chad Brown that it's a big game this weekend, can't make it bigger than it is. You'll hear what Coach agrees with him and what game he's talking about after we hear from you at 888-729-3776 on this Show Me Something weekend in the NFL, which is a bigger game part of this weekend. Is it Bengals-Ravens tonight, 815 on Amazon Prime, or is it going to be Bengals, excuse me, going to be Chiefs versus Eagles in Kansas City at 815 on Monday on ESPN and ABC? Eric in New York, which is going to be a bigger game and why, my friend? How you doing, Freddie? How are you? I'm good, brother. How are you, my man? I'm doing well. I definitely think it's uh, Bengals and um, Ravens tonight because this is survival mode for the Bengals. And the Ravens, um, Lamar got to show that he can close it out. You know, he's got to show. I mean, Kansas City and the Eagles, both of them are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they got to show something. But to me, tonight is survival. If Cincinnati loses this game, they can just about pack it in. 
Toronto. They fighting for their playoff lives, and Lamar got to show something. I, I can't wait for this game, man. This is going to be epic. Yeah, the only problem I have with tonight's game is that it's on a short week, and you got injury to players that won't be able to be a part of this. But once that ball is kicked off, and Chad, you know this, whoever is there, that's who you're rocking with. Whoever is not there, they're going to be there to support you. Either way, that's where I'm kind of sliding. At first, I thought I was going to say Chiefs-Eagles because of the history from what recent history and also playing that game on Monday night. But, Eric, Eric, you swayed me. I'll give you credit. Survival mode. If you're the Ravens, this is your chance to maybe eliminate one potential team in your way, and you'll have a two-game advantage, essentially, because you've been able to sweep the Cincinnati Bengals. If you lose this game, you're the Bengals, then you're really fighting for your lives after another slow start. But this time, that could keep you out of the playoffs. The, the Thursday game thing, and I think it's a great point that you bring that up. A Thursday game is an outlier, like a like a snow game, like a, like an overseas game, like mm-hmm. a weather game, right. where you have a certain amount of prep, but somehow the prep gets thrown out a little bit because it's just going to come down to who we – whose football team has a stronger core in in those moments. You don't get all the extra time to put in all the extra plays. You don't get an extra – you don't even put on the prads during the week. Mm -hmm. You don't even practice full speed during the week. Everything is a walkthrough. So what is the core of our football team? From a coaching staff perspective, what can we get these guys to be able to execute with just a couple of days of practice? Okay. So the list is not very long. So you deal with the core of your football team, your base defenses, your base offensive plays, and a couple of maybe one or two extra plays that are installed maybe Wednesday night at the hotel. You do a walkthrough on Thursday morning. So this is probably the purest essence we can get of these two teams distilled not to all the extra coaching and extra this. This is going to see the core of both those teams tonight. Was it tougher on you mentally or physically to deal with that? I would say it was tougher – physically because Thursday night didn't become a thing until I was older okay. in the league. Okay. Uh, I did a play at a couple of Thursday night games when I was younger, and that was definitely harder uh, mentally because it's like, whoa, mm. Wednesday, I- I'm just now getting over last week's game. Right. Now we're already started on prep for our opponent. We're actually a day into prep for our opponent. Um, so the the shift depends on where you are in your career. Lisa did for me. KP in New Mexico wants to weigh in on this. He is Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman of Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. KP in New Mexico, bigger game. Is it tonight's game between the Bengals and the Ravens or Monday night's game on ESPN and ABC between the, the Chiefs and the Eagles? Uh, it's definitely Monday night's game. I mean, I don't think the the Bengals have much of a shot to do anything. They're all beat up. And, you know, Lamar's still got a lot to prove in those playoffs. So, I mean, if you're talking about who's got the biggest shot, it's definitely the Eagles and the Chiefs to get back to the Super Bowl. And, uh, hey, just one thing I want to say, I'm a little sad Harry's not on the show because I haven't got to talk to you guys yet. But mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. since you started your show, I'm not much of a meme guy. Okay. But I really want to make a meme of you and Harry <laughs> as Timberland and Magoo. On the, on the, because because you have that perfect Timberland voice, and Harry got that perfect Magoo voice, and I just want to see that the album cover with your two faces on it. KP in New Mexico, giving Freddie and Harry that kind of love. Hey, KP in New Mexico, <laughs> I did it just for you. Did a little Timberland Magoo, KP, just for you. But I, I like the point he made about in terms of not too many times you get Super Bowl rematches in the regular season immediately after a Super Bowl game. And you get it on a Monday night involving Kansas City and Philadelphia in Kansas City. Yeah, the Thursday night stage is one stage. The Monday night stage is a completely different stage. Thursday night, your friends watch you. 
right. on Monday night, the dude who cut your hair when you was a kid, he's watching. Okay. Your sixth grade algebra teacher, she's watching. <laughs> the pastor at your church, oh, yeah, he's watching. That's the difference between Thursday night and Monday night is the whole world gets a chance to watch you on Monday night. And if you want to make Pro Bowls and being all pro, uh-huh. you got to show out on Monday night. Okay, I like that. Can you imagine you went, if you lose that game? And let's say your pastor made made a wager on your team, and <laughs> then you got to show up in church the next time, and you get like the Christ side eye from the passer. <laughs> Things can get awful frosty <laughs> in the pew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. And in that situation, he's gone. If you lose some money, he's gone from pastor to passer. Passa. Yeah, yes. because you 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 passed the collection plate past him, and he lost <laughs> some money on your football team. <laughs> Aaron in South Carolina, which is the bigger game in week 11 part of Show Me Something NFL Week? Is it tonight's game between the Bengals and the Ravens or Monday's game between the Chiefs and the Eagles, my friend? Good evening, gentlemen. Um, actually, both games are pretty big games, but I actually think the biggest game of the weekend is Cleveland and Pittsburgh. And uh... I think he wanted to say Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. Unfortunately, his phone cut out on him in the great state of South Carolina, Palmetto State. That game is intriguing for so many different reasons. Number one, can Pittsburgh continue to out-Tomlin another team like they did to Cleveland the first time? They've been outgaining every game this year, but yet here they are 6-3. and three, And I've always said this, Chad, confidence is dangerous when you have it, and confidence is, dang- confidence is dangerous when you don't have it. Pittsburgh's playing a team that they're going to find a way to win no matter what. And on the other side of Cleveland, the obvious. What did they do knowing that Deshaun Watson is not going to be on the center the rest of the year? And they decide not to go with P.J. Walker, the veteran. They decide to go with Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the rookie out of UCLA, to say this is the guy we're going to go with until we have no other choice to maybe go back to P.J. Walker or reach out maybe to a Matt Ryan in a broadcast booth or somewhere else if this is not taking flight in another week or two with somebody replacing Deshaun Watson, at quarterback. If Deshaun Watson was still under center, then this game I think would be considered one of the top games of the week. But with DTR under center for the Cleveland Browns, what are you going to expect from this rookie? Now, while he got better at his time at UCLA yeah. and found his way to become a from an athlete playing quarterback to a quarterback who was actually an athlete and could throw the ball really well from the pocket, uh, I still think there's a certain skill, uh, passing skill that, that's lacking from his NFL game right. that may grow as time goes along, but I don't think he's there right now. Mm-hmm. He's now facing the Steelers' defense with T.J. Watt. Obviously, Cleveland is going to try to keep him on the move, yeah. make him comfortable. There'll be a lot of quarterback runs. There'll be some zone reads within that to try to make him comfortable within the game plan. But at some point in the NFL game, you need your quarterback to drop back into the pocket and deliver on third down. That's the biggest question for the for me. I'm not sure if he's able to do that. Using an NFL game like this, a division game with two teams, six and three, the most important guys are the quarterbacks. This will be the first game I can remember in recent memory where the two most important guys play defense. Miles Garrett for Cleveland and mm-hmm. T.J. Watt for Pittsburgh. If you can't control those guys with essentially young quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett in his second year, Jordan Thompson-Robinson in his first year. If you can't control those guys and help out your quarterbacks, those guys are going to bring all that hell against the opposing offenses in a game. But I love what you said about five minutes ago about it's a big game, but you don't want to make it bigger than it is, even if it takes on that flavor, whether it's Ravens versus Steelers, the games you mentioned that you were involved in, or the game tonight between the Ravens and the Bengals, or Monday night becomes, when it comes to the Chiefs and the Eagles. Even Nick Sirianni, Eagles head coach, said, yeah, we know it's a big game. We know we can't wait to go there. However, you can turn any week in the NFL into 
I'm going to get up for this one right here. Like our job is to make sure it's, it's mentally challenging and you have to be mentally tough to get up for the every game the same every single, every single week. It is important that each and every week you're locked in and have that mental toughness to go to work the same, you know, whether you're playing Team A or the team that beat you in the Super Bowl last year. If the motivation for Jordan is helping him, and he's not distracted by it, by all means, use it. If it's distraction, you know, then leave it aside. I shouldn't say this as a Cowboys fan, but I wish that guy was coaching my team. <laughs> Nick Sirianni. Mike McCarthy's a good coach, but guys like him, and of course, no one saw this coming. When the Eagles hired Nick Sirianni, people said, oh, man, whew, they done screwed the pooch again. Philadelphia. <laughs> Why are they hiring that guy? And after the first press conference, I said, okay, you don't, decide if somebody is great or not so great because of what they said at a press conference. I can't tell how many times a guy won the press conference and couldn't coach his way to save his life or anybody else's life. But from the minute that the Eagles got on the field and you started to see Nick Sirianni, I'm thinking, man, oh, man, that's a guy that's going to be a problem and in a good way for the Eagles and a bad way for my team in that division. I can't even imagine what the Cowboys would look like if Nick Sirianni was their head coach. They would be undefeated, in my opinion if that guy was their head coach instead of Mike McCarthy. That's how much I have a lot of love and respect for that guy. He brings so much confidence. He brings so much swagger. He brings he, – he exudes a certain cockiness, a bravado that mm-hmm. his team completely buys into and seems to absolutely love. Absolutely. Now, you know, I, I've seen some of the sideline stuff and the faces and him yelling at refs and making himself look like a bit of a donkey out there. But that's everybody <laughs> outside the building. Within the building, mm-hmm. they all love this dude. They're willing to go through a brick wall for this guy. So mm-hmm. uh, I think most teams would be happy to have him as a head coach. And to your Cowboys point, yes, there's there's that confidence that I think certain guys in the Cowboys would love to be able to hitch their wagon to this guy. This is the guy who could take us where we need to go. And by the way, pretty good talent scout. Look at the two guys that left him that are not NFL head coaches. I know that Arizona Cardinals are struggling. They're going to be fine. But Shane Steichen, he can coach in Indianapolis. He doesn't have his quarterback, but they're always in every game with that Colts football team. He is able to scout guys playing the game, but also that can coach the game. Nick Sirianni is that dude and not just in Philadelphia. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776, which is a bigger game part of Show Me Something NFL Weekend. Is it the night's game between the Bengals and the Ravens or Monday's game between the Chiefs and the Eagles? Trevor in New York, what say you, my friend? Mr. Brown, high sauce. How y'all doing? <laughs> good, how are you? Good, how are you? <laughs> good, good. I think it's a bigger game for the Eagles. There's a good chance those two are going to see each other at the end of the year. Jalen Hurst needs to prove he can beat Patrick Mahomes in order to to win the big game. It's a fair comparison. I, I, Jalen Hurts seems to be the kind of guy, based on what I've seen, when he played in college, first at Alabama, then Oklahoma, and now the National Football League, the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts looks at every game like it's Alabama-Auburn. And that transferred to everybody in his football team. It's not, it's not going to be a statement for the Eagles. It's not going to determine exactly what kind of team, Chad, they're going to look like the rest of the time in the NFC. But in a big stage like that, against a guy who you respect as a contemporary, but you don't want him to be 2-0 against you, it'll be elevated just a little bit. Kansas City's used to this. They've been in these situations. They've won and lost in these situations. One more than lost. But for Jalen Hurts to say, yep, if we get you guys again, it ain't going to be 2-0. It's going to be 1-1. And then we'll see exactly what's going to happen if we see each other again in another Super Bowl. 
Now, I remember being on this show a couple of weeks ago talking about Jalen Hurts versus Tua and uh-huh. the, the revenge of that matchup. Yep, Jalen right. Hurts was clearly the better quarterback on the field that day. The Eagles got the win, uh, so he kind of exercised that demon, got that out of the way. So now a chance again to go against the best, quote-unquote, best quarterback in the league in Patrick Mahomes and try to find a way to get a victory in a hostile environment on Monday night. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself as a quarterback. Uh, Jalen Hurts seems to be successful because he does not put pressure on himself. Right. Well, I think there's a certain personal feeling about that matchup with Tua, about this matchup with Patrick Mahomes. Part of Jalen Hurts' you know, amazing skill set is that he seems to be unflappable and seems to be able to just focus on the moment at hand and not allow all that stuff to get to him. So I don't think he would ever admit that this game maybe has special importance because of who the quarterback is on the other sideline. But I tell you what, if I was playing the Ravens, no matter if I was a Steeler or a Seahawk or a Patriot, mm-hmm. I want to be the best linebacker on the field because Ray Lewis is on the other sideline. Right. Okay. Every single time I always want to be that guy. So when you have that potential matchup, even if it's not necessarily talked about the way the quarterback matchups are going to be talked about, you want to find a way, if you are a true competitor, to be the best example of your position on the field that night. Yeah, I'm loving that. One more from Curtis in North Carolina at 888-729-3776. Curtis, which is a bigger game this weekend? Is it tonight's game between the Bengals and the Ravens in Baltimore or Monday night's game in Kansas City between the Eagles and the Chiefs? Freddie, ready? What's up, baby? I'm good, baby. What's going on, my man? Hey, man. Check it out, man. Cincinnati, Baltimore, get the popcorn, beat everybody early, Hello Fresh, whatever it is that people are using, because that's the one. If Cincinnati does not get it done, there is no way on God's green earth they are making the playoffs. They have only won one AFC game, and that is against the Bills, who would actually have a better chance of going to the playoffs, because they would still have a chance to win their own division. So, yes, Cincinnati, Baltimore, biggest game of the week. Book it. Put it this way, whatever – Curtis said he's actual and factual in terms of bringing all that to the table because there's so many subplots in this game where you got Baltimore trying, if they get a big lead, to hold on to that lead. Cincinnati essentially playing for their season. Lamar Jackson 7-1 as a starting quarterback versus Cincinnati 3-1 versus Joe Burrow was last week an aberration for the Bengals the way they lost to the Texans. Will the Ravens be able to figure out their talent and not lose a game like this at home? There's so many interesting subplots. Like I said, Chad, I wish this game was more on a Sunday instead of a Thursday night. But you know what? We'll take what we can get. I think we'll get a lot of that tonight involving these two. Yeah, I think it's a, rather than lament the scheduling, I'm just going to say this is going to be a great kickoff to the, what should be a great weekend of football. Mm-hmm. So I'm all in. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I got I got my I got my uh, Amazon Prime already loaded up, so I, I don't too. miss a second. Me too. Yeah. By the way, this show me something NFL weekend. Who has to show you something? Could be a team. Or it could be a player. Let us know at Triple H say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We're calling this weekend in the NFL that starts tonight. Show me something weekend. Who has to do that to you? Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We'll take a list of what you have to say. All the rest of the show here on Freddie and Harry. Got my man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. And Bill's wide receiver Stephon Diggs today paraphrased a great line from the movie New Jack City to defuse any kind of controversy based on something that was started by somebody else involving Buffalo. We'll get to that next in ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. No, we're talking about here on Freddie and Harry. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Who has to show you something this weekend? Part of Show Me Something Weekend in the NFL. We'll have a chance to listen to what we have to say in about 10 minutes at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Could be a player. It could be a team. Could be a coach. Could be a game. But who has to show you something on a Show Me Something Weekend in the NFL 888-729-3776. You'll get a chance to be a part of that conversation, courtesy of the Dr. Pepper call in line. Stefan Diggs got in touch with his inner New Jack City, Chad Brown. His brother Trayvon Diggs plays with the Dallas Cowboys, out for the year with the torn ACL. He put it out on Twitter after the Denver Broncos beat his brother's team, Buffalo, on Monday, saying, man, number 14, meaning Stephon Diggs' number, man, bro got to get up out of there. And then he doubled down on it the next day by saying, he, meaning Josh Allen, didn't really start jumping off until my bro got there, meaning Stephon Diggs. When he was asked those questions about what his brother had to say, Stephon Diggs got in touch with his inner New Jack City. I am not my brother's keeper. Fan or anybody else that commented on the game, y'all wouldn't have said that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just happened to be that it's my brother. But for me, I'm like, all right, you asking me how my brother feels. You know what I'm saying? You got to ask my brother how he feels about it. But for me, more so, I want to put more emphasis on when you put me in a space of answering questions as to how somebody else feels, I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, uh, the snowball effect of people having comments or, like, uh, I think somebody did an interview about how my brother feels. And that's my family. You know what I'm saying? I go to bat for my family 100%. I can't ask the questions as to why he feels about this, that, and the third in the game. You know what I'm saying? I haven't had that personal conversation with him. My brother's uh, watching football right now. He's not playing too much, so... Obviously, he's coming from more of a fan perspective, but that is my family. So I handle my family with the utmost respect, and I always hope that people treat it that way. So when people speak of my family, have a level of integrity as well, because I feel like if it was another family member or it was somebody else, you know, obviously people kind of handle things however they want. But uh, tread lightly when you're talking about my family. G-Money asked Nino Brown from CMB, CMB, (laughs) am I my brother's keeper? (laughs) Yes, I am. Damn. <laughs> Stephon Diggs, let it be known. Keep my family out of your mouth. 
my brother's a grown man, but I'm not going to stand for this. You guys trying to create something. I'm not letting that affect me and this Buffalo Bills football team. I thought Stephon Diggs framed all that really, really well. Number one, I'm not going to throw my brother under the bus. Number two, I, you want me to answer questions about someone else's feelings. What am I supposed to do with that? So even if it wasn't his brother, you, you want to meet it. It's a very difficult thing. Right. Ask that person. They're the one who put the tweet up. They're the one who had the feelings, not me. So, yeah, he handled that really well and managed to sidestep what could have been a very ugly thing for the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. and oh, his God. relationship with his quarterback. There's all that potential for bad things to happen, yet I thought he handled that about as good as you possibly could. I also thought he handled it well because now they have a new offense coordinator. Yep. After what happened on Monday, Joe Brady now in, Ken Dorsey now out, out, excuse me, and Stephon Diggs said, hey, we're going to adjust. It's going to take all of us. Joe Brady's a hell of a guy. Obviously, he's been here. A guy that we we're familiar with. You know, it's very unfortunate as far as, like, how this game goes. But, you know, sometimes that's how the cookie comes with guys. I got a lot of respect for Dorsey. Everything he has done, especially up to this point. Um, but uh, just like everybody, you know, we got to flip the page. It's a, new, it's a new week, a new guy. You know what I'm saying? Things done a little bit differently, but not too much different. Same schematically. Can't talk too much about it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, we're all excited. Uh, we look forward to the game 100%. And, uh, can't wait to get out there. When I hear something like that, Chad, that's my way of hearing that Joe Brady went to Stephon Diggs and said, yeah, you're not going to be targeted five times a game. If I have my way, you'll be targeted five times a quarter. <laughs> you'll be targeted five times a possession. We are going to get you the ball because when Joe Brady was the OC at LSU, he had some dudes, one guy playing quarterback in Joe Burrow and two guys playing wide receiver named Jamar Chase and also Jordan Je- Justin Jefferson, both of those dudes in the National Football League. I'll never forget. And they were talking. They said, what's been the key to this offense? He goes, I am not stupid enough to not get the ball in those guys' hands. And we will design plays to get the ball in their hands. And that was one of the greatest offenses we've seen in college football in the last 30 years. If anybody can figure out a way to say, I don't want Stephon Diggs looking at me sideways because we did not give him the ball enough times, it's probably going to be that guy that dealt with that as the OC of LSU when they had that offense when they won a national championship. Far too often, coaches make this football thing more difficult than it should be. Oh, I'm a play caller, so I'm going to fool him by not getting Stephon Diggs involved. (laughs) You ain't fooling nobody but yourself, man. (laughs) Now, I I understand if they want to put together a special game plan where they double Travis Kelsey everywhere he goes on the field. Mm -hmm. Well, in that circumstance, well, then you got to go to other people. But unless they are doing something so out of regular defensive schematics and X's and O's where you can't go that way, feed your best players. Mm -hmm. It it blows me away, these coordinators who constantly get – too cute in these situations. You got a quarterback with a rifle arm. You got a receiver who has a connection with. Make sure you feature those guys as your game plan every single week, early, often, late, all the time. Just do it. Yeah, you mentioned, look at the Dallas Cowboys. CeeDee Lamb, he didn't march into their office. They even talked about that. Whether it's Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, he said, CeeDee Lamb came with us and said, I'm here to help. You, 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 you <laughs> Hello. Got, right. You got me here. You drafted me in the first round. I know if I get the ball a little bit more, I'm going to help everybody. He didn't say him. He didn't say the quarterback. He said, we're going to benefit because I'm here. You know, I'm, I got number 88. I'm not a scrub, not a ragamuffin. And the Cowboys offense and that passing game has gone completely north of where they were after they got their, their tails beaten up by the San Francisco 49ers. You know Stephon Diggs can make plays. We've seen him do it. 
if you're going to help Josh Allen not get in the way of Josh Allen, why are you not trying to get that ball as often and as quick as possible when that guy's wearing number 14? Ken Dorsey played quarterback. That's yes, the kind of thing that, that blows me away when you are the play caller and you played quarterback, yet you don't recognize the thing that can make your quarterback the most comfortable mm-hmm. is getting the ball to the best player on the field <laughs> <laughs> who he has a previously established connection with, right. who has brought this quarterback to the heights where we talk about him and the conversation about being one of the best in the league, mm-hmm. yet your game planning did not feature that player. That kind of thinking, that kind of play calling, that kind of quote-unquote smart right. blows me away because you're so smart that you, you're damaging the football team and yourself by not involving the best player. Oh, Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio when it comes to stuff like that. And I'll say this when it comes to Stephon Diggs. No matter what you think about him, fair, unfair, good, bad, I get it. That's how you feel. I'm not going to say you're right. I'm not going to say you're wrong. But the fact that he did not make this more than what it is, in terms of not getting the football enough, in terms of the whole brother situation with the tweets, in terms of his quarterback throwing interception each of the last six games, he's like, look, we still believe in ourselves. We hate that Ken Dorsey got fired, but you know what? We're going to figure this out together. As much as people tried to crush him for not being a leader or being leader enough, that was pretty good leadership that we just heard from him. That's been very good leadership that he has shown with a lot of turmoil that has gone on with this football team, especially in the last two to three days. And if you're Josh Allen, you should be saying to yourself, yep, okay, all right, now we got a reset. What can we do going forward with this reset? And it starts on Sunday against the New York Jets. They lose that game, they're out of the playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs. But if you go out there against a top-tier defense, that's the New York Jets, and you look like the offense that I saw for three weeks after you played the New York Jets, then maybe just maybe what Stephon Diggs, more what he said, in addition to what he didn't do, could be a big fact how they were able to make this reset work after moving on, moving on from Ken Dorsey as their offense coordinator. This literally could have been the end of the, the Bill season. Absolutely. The loss to the Broncos, the firing of Ken Dorsey, and then Stephon Diggs taking his brother's tweet and handling it in a non-team-friendly way and starting to tear apart that locker room. This could have been the absolute end. Mm-hmm. Instead, Stephon Diggs takes the high road, pushes back on the media narrative a bit, protects his quarterback, mm-hmm. protects his brother, manages to navigate some incredibly tricky waters, right. and the Bills get the opportunity to keep moving forward with their season and hopefully right the ship with Joe Brady calling plays for them. No this could have all gone down, downhill. He handled that really well in really one of those precipice kind of moments for a ball team. That's part of show me something weekend in the NFL. I want the Bills to show me something if they've learned their lessons with a new offensive coordinator. I'm going to ask Chad Brown, what is he looking for somebody to show him? It could be a coach, could be a player, could be a game, could be a team, and I'm going to ask you as well. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. On the show me something NFL weekend, who has to show you something? It could be any game, any team, any player, anything. It could be a water boy for all I care. But who has to show you something this NFL weekend? 888-729-3776. We take your calls next and hear from Chad Brown about that. I'm Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. 
You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And I always tell you, smart speaker, to play ESPN Radio. Before we get to YOU and who has to show you something this weekend in the NFL at 888 729 I'm going to ask the esteemed Chad Brown, who played 15 years in the National Football League, was an All-America Colorado in football. Who has to show you something this weekend, part of Show Me Something Weekend in the NFL, Chad? Gosh, there's so many options here, Freddie. You could say Mike Tomlin's got to show me what the Pittsburgh Steelers, can they do it again and, and get a Tomlin victory where you somehow have less yards, mm-hmm. but you find a way to win? Uh, could it be Kyler Murray in Arizona? He had a good week last week. Can you do it again coming back off the ACL? Is that possible for you, Kyler Murray? Okay. Uh, so there's all kind of questions ar- ar- around the league that I think you could kind of hit your wagon to. But for right. me, I'm going to go with what we talked about in that last segment. The Buffalo Bills okay. are at a precipice point this season. Right. The loss to the Denver Broncos, the 12 men on the field for the field goal, the Josh Allen interception thing, the firing of Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, the comments from Stephen Diggs' brother on Twitter slash X, yeah. all that circling around this team. If they can go out and get a W against the Jets, that'll quiet all that down, and they'll have a chance to get their head back focused on being what we all expect them to be a team that has the potential to make a deep playoff run this year. For me, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Offense, you got to show me that you guys will figure this out. I know you have the best record in the AFC right now, 7-2, and two, and you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, but you've had your struggles, especially in the game against the Denver Broncos. You lose that game, and early on against the Miami Dolphins, you didn't score a point in the second half. They got to show me, even as great as those three guys are, in terms of quarterback, tight end, and coach, if you're going to be able to figure this out and be the kind of offense that's been a, that should be a lot better than what we've seen so far. Scott in Florida, and just show me something weekend in the NFL at 888-729-3776. Scott, who has to show you something this weekend and why? Freddie, you are the best in the business. I think there are two answers to your question. The first is this team that wins and loses and wins and loses. And I think the Cowboys need to string together maybe, let's say, two wins in a row. And then I think the second answer to your question are the NFL officials because they have been hanging on by the skin of their teeth (laughs) in game after game. And now that we're coming down to crunch time, they got to step up their game. I love that because you get the big games – the further and further you get into the season and all of a sudden guys are left in the sidelines and other people get those big game assignments and those extra playoff game checks. So I love that perspective when it comes to that. The Cowboys won't need to show me as much. You're playing the Carolina Panthers. It's the second straight bye week for the Dallas Cowboys. I'll wait when they start playing Seattle, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami, and the Detroit Lions. That five-game stretch from November 30th until December 30th, that's going to be a brutal five games, Chad, for the Dallas Cowboys to really show their stuff and they can continue this offensive arsenal they've been able to put up and put together in the last couple of weeks. 
I've had the opportunity to talk to two lifelong Dallas Cowboy fans uh, mm-hmm. this week. One guy was cutting my hair. Another guy was a lab technician at a hospital where I was giving some samples. And both of them said the regular season doesn't even matter to them anymore. Mm-hmm. They are only about that. the Cowboys and postseason success. And until that happens, they're still going to continue to be Dallas Cowboy fans, mm-hmm. but they're unwilling to invest emotionally in this Dallas Cowboy team. Uh, you know, I asked about Dak Prescott. Yeah, it's all great. The numbers look good. He's, you know, getting into to, to, to form this season. Offense is moving better, blah, 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 blah. But all that doesn't matter until the playoffs. So I know you are a Cowboy fan. Is that kind of your outlook on mm-hmm. this Cowboy team? Yeah. Regular season, great. Mm-hmm. But show it to me when it really counts. Yeah, because I didn't realize to other members of my family that you knew that personally when it comes to being <laughs> in the hospital and cutting your hair because I'm completely with them. I love what I've seen from Dak Prescott. But, yeah, I've been seduced before in the regular season, and then the seduction wears off when they get to the playoffs, and then the moment is too big for the Cowboys and their quarterback. Scott in Minnesota, who has to show you something this weekend in the NFL? Hey, I'm looking at the Pittsburgh defense just to shut down that uh, new quarterback for the Browns, to show them that the defense is going to win the game, shut everybody down, and just get you know, four turnovers, a couple touchdowns on defense, and show them what we got. Man, Scott Minnesota went numbers. <laughs> Not only wants the Steelers to show him something, he put numbers next to it. But with a rookie quarterback on the other side of the Cleveland Browns, who's to say that Scott is too far off when it comes to those numbers he expects the Steelers to put up against Dwayne Thompson Robinson getting the start for Cleveland on the center with Deshaun Watson out? Yeah, when I was part of the Pittsburgh Steelers, we played a rookie quarterback. We knew it was going to be a good week. We were going to pat our <laughs> sack numbers, me and Kevin Green and Greg Lloyd. And, uh-huh. yes, Rod Woodson and Carnell Lake back in the secondary might get a turnover too as well. Uh, hopefully, as a former Steeler, and I'm sure as the Steeler fan just talked yeah. about, that is the expectation. When you play a rookie quarterback, you make life miserable for him, and you take the football from him. I don't know if it was his rookie year. Uh-huh. Dev was out here showing me highlights of Chad Brown. It was a yeah. game against Tim Couch in Cleveland when Chad was with Seattle, yeah. and he was like Superman out there, mm-hmm. leaped over. Yeah, he jumped over, tackled him with one arm? Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember seeing yes. that on NFL Films Yes, in the I, highlight I, I, reel later that year. I flew through the air to make that sack. Absolutely. Opening game in down in Cleveland. Yes. Tim Couch. He went down, and he went down hard. Yeah, yeah. Which was the hallmark for Tim Couch's NFL career, <laughs> playing behind those poor offensive lines in Cleveland, as far as that goes. Rolling in Arkansas. Who has to show you something this weekend in the NFL, my friend? Yo, gentlemen, how's it going today? We're good, my good. man. We're good. How Yo, about you? I, got, I actually got... I'm not too bad, y'all. I actually got two, all right? Number one is the game going on tonight, and that's the Bengals. Joe Burrow's got to bring the swag, all right? He was injured at the beginning of the year. He's healthy now. We need to see if the Bengals are the team that we thought they were, or are they taking a step back? And number two, I'm a Packer fan. I got to see if Jordan Love can finish the season strong and take the helms of the Packers quarterback nation. Well, we're going to answer your first question because – Based on what you just said, my friend, Roland, it feels like a must-win for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. We'll see exactly what they got next with Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.